wisdom is lost because we have a lot of people who are older but we don't have many elders. Yeah, we have a lot of people who are older but they haven't lived a life where they've gathered an awful lot of wisdom because they've basically just been watching other people living. This is something which is beautiful in Rainbow is that you have the different generations and you're working together and you're standing on each other's shoulders. Dear Rainbow family, welcome to the podcast, the journey is the destination. Hello everyone, it's a real pleasure to be sitting here just about to share with you one of the most inspiring conversations we've ever had and something that was made specially for you all. I honestly can't find the words and describe how incredibly happy I feel and lucky that we had the option to even meet someone like this, let alone be able to record this small conversation. So who are we presenting to you today? It's our friend Richard, who we deem to be the wisest man we've ever known. But mainly why this conversation is so impactful is because he's an elder of the rainbow community in a truest sense of the word. He is one of the 18 people that were together creating this pre-rainbow camp and came up with the idea for rainbow gatherings and they planted the seed, all the seeds of how the rainbow is going to look like. It was in the early 80s that those people have gathered up in the Swiss-Italian mountains, gathered by the fire, set up the tipis and discussed what do they want to create. So if you've been to a rainbow, this is all thanks to those 18 people who put together their intentions and started this movement. And you all know how big this movement is currently, comprising of many gatherings every year all across the globe. It's definitely a movement and what a movement that is. So we are very honored to be able to present this conversation to you. So you hear from the man himself how this came to be. In this conversation, Richard is sharing with us how the first gathering looked like, what were the ideas that they put together, and what for him actually is rainbow. Because the rainbow is always changing. The rainbow as we know it today is not completely the same as it was back then, and it's different from country to country. So for me, it was super interesting to hear his first experience and his idea and belief behind it, and even the intention that they put together. Why? How? Yeah, I'm just smiling thinking about everything that you're about to hear. Yeah, what a joy, what a joy to be able to do this. And again, Richard, thank you for doing this for us all. I think this is so valuable, I can't even put it to words. So let the man do it himself and enjoy the ride with us. And with that said, prepare to be inspired. jump in first um, I will thank you on microphone as well for sharing your stories with us today less times uh, yeah it's mm. really like a like a book that I love to read and listen to yeah, I know. So, yeah. there's a few of them you would like to <laughs> <laughs> read and listen to so yeah first thank you for that we start with one question that usually takes about half an hour but we want to keep it a bit more brief so our invitation for you is to tell us the answer to the most difficult question in two sentences. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, still learning. Mm. And full of awe. Amazing. Perfect. Well, I think <laughs> with, uh, with the age comes the wisdom, because usually people really take time to answer this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you are brief and fast. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so you are one of the well, you are one of the people who were on the pre-rainbow and the, the place where you actually created rainbow mm. and kind of put out the intention and the idea of it. And, and it's just incredible that I can sit here next to you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really wondering how did that came to be? What was your intention and the, the idea of that time? How did the vision actually look like? Looked like? Um, I mean, I was only part of the vision you know of course yeah. we didn't have the same uh, ability to share as, as as you have now so you know you, you had a you could you could mail with each other you could be on the mm. phone and that was about it and we all lived far apart you know so mm. so in, in many ways a lot of it actually happened 
spontaneously rather mm. than you know what I mean and we all brought our own uh, baggage and then we brought our own you know uh, being um, willing and, and, and able to be part of uh, something new mm. not quite knowing exactly what you know we all brought parts to it yeah, yeah. but nobody brought it, all of it you know so we, we're all contributing so uh, you know, the, the power was in the, um, you know, moving away from planning too much and, mm. and, and, and just being, you know, doing the, the bare basics in as mm. far as having the, uh, the, the, the structure of it together, you know, and have, have, the, have the right uh, in infrastructure to make it happen, you know, and make it safe and all of that stuff. But for mm. the rest, a lot of it just happens spontaneously. You know, it was just created. Yeah. A, a bit, uh, I see parts of that in uh, New Zealand Burn, you know, like Burning Man. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's sort of uh, people bringing self made of themselves. Mm. Uh, you know, of course, it's not a commercial thing. Yeah. You know, so there was no, there was a, you bought a ticket. The first one, there was no ticket. There was just two days of us, you know, mm -hmm. two days on the high up in the Alps where the, where the Rhine basically starts. And mm -hmm. uh, we were in a tepi. And it started to hose down, and, you know, we had our circles and we'd done our sharing. We were just ready to go to sleep. And uh, a few others felt it at the same time as me. Mm. We were the greenest grass. It was one of the first circles I'd been into in a larger tepee. And we hadn't put it in the right place. And the rain was basically building up and came through the tepee, through oh. the fire. So when I felt it coming into my sleeping bag, Mm. It, it was warm water because <laughs> 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 it was being on a hill it came through the fire down the hill anyway so the next minute we were all packing things yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and we were gone so there was actually quite a crazy oh. first get together really there was uh, it was just a, a get together there wasn't really a sort of okay we're going to do this now and then we're going to do that there was just a, like a mini gathering we had yeah. right yeah. And we, and we started dreaming about, okay, well, you know, we'd heard about America and, you know, we, we'd been part of whatever we'd been part of traveling around right. the world, you know, so we've had aspects of that, but not sort of the whole, the whole part of it, you know, it was just mm -hmm. only smaller parts. We all sort of had picked up or, and so that sort of came together and then that sort of became then the next year where, you know, we found another place which is high up in an area called Chimomoto on the border of Switzerland and Italy high up in the Alps mm. in, no, in no man's land you know near yeah. glaciers and yeah. you know wild rivers and sweat lodges in riverbeds and building pizza ovens out of giant slabs of mm. uh, you know of slate mm. and you know, having seven tippies all carried in, and it took an, oh, hour, wow. an hour. It was an hour walk from where the car. So the car had to come from an area uh, around the Lago Maggiore, it's called the Lake Locarno, and then you had to travel up for about an hour. And the last part was really steep. And yeah. carrying all the stuff for and the, the tippies. And uh, so mm. I had, I had, I showed you my hippie wagon that Amazing had, a, that had a lot of, yeah. a lot of the <laughs> tippy poles on it. So all those poles had to be walked in. So everything yeah. we took there took an hour to walk in. So yeah. how long were the poles? Well, the, we had them as short as possible. Yeah. So and I, we didn't have. I've got a nine meter tippy, a thirty footer. Um, but we didn't have them that size. I think they were five, six meters at, at, yeah. at biggest. So the poles were s smaller, but still everything had still to be carried heavy in. And, big and, and yeah. all the blankets for the sweat lodges and all yeah. the cooking gear and yeah. Yeah. So chai work, gear yeah. and yeah. all the rest of it. So, you know, it was uh, incredible. And then the, in the beginning, I still noticed the, the chaos, you know what I mean? Because some people are completely new to this, uh -huh. you know, they don't know where to go to the toilet, they don't know to do this or that, you know, I mean, people are learning fast, some of them, some, you know, some have lived that life, so it's uh, coming together, especially in the very early stages of, you know, just sussing each other out, because you don't know everyone, you know, yeah, there's been word of mouth, there's been posters been put out, you know, in coffee shops, that's how you found things yeah. out. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, oh, you put posters out for this. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. In different places, you know, health food shops. Mm. 
certain parts of Germany and Switzerland. Like I said, that first gathering was 18 and I was the only non-German speaking there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so did oh you do God. it in English? So, what's that? You did it in English? No, no, I was, uh, so I speak, uh, I'm fluent in German, so... Oh, I thank God! Oh, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> and so, uh, but then the second one that was still the case, when it was, and oh. then the, the third one was still there, and then it moved to Italy. And then, of course, Italian became a big part of it, and then it became more international. So mm-hmm. it took the first, uh, I think you were saying, even if you're going on the computer, it doesn't even register those, those early ones. Yeah, I found earlier was 86, yep. but uh, when was this? 83? 83, yeah, yeah, that was the first official one. Mm-hmm. Wow, incredible. But I'm really wondering, what was the intention and the idea behind Did you want to create a way of living like this or just kind of like... No, well, we had, we had a sense, uh, and for me that was having been to India and having spent a lot of time uh, living, uh, you know, a very simple life in Asia, mm. coming back to Europe, and a lot of people were like that, who were part of, of, the, of the rainbow, uh, is that they, um, you know, they had seen a different way of living than what the West was mm. offering, you know, yeah. and, and what our parents wanted, and, you know, how society was set up, and we, 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 we felt, you know, that at the same time we were still holding a lot of that, um, tension, that knowledge, that you know, sort of uh, collective um, experience, mm. which which basically you know was part of the whole capitalism and the whole drive yeah. towards you know being successful by you know working hard and making lots of money and spending lots of money, and so this was a whole movement away from that, basically saying like, hey, we're we're not interested in that model. Mm. You know, so we yeah. want to, we want something else, and part of that is finding out who we are. So mm. you know, that was part of the focus. Part of the focus was yeah. inwards. You know, it was more inwards then, Correct. rather than we hadn't got, we hadn't gathered enough to give out. We had to yeah. really look in. Mm. So a lot of it. So we did uh, rebirthing. We talked about that last time. So Re- what rebirthing? No, no. This is just breathing rebirthing. Right. Mm. Breath, yeah. uh, you know, there was Tai Chi, there was, uh, you know, of Amazing. course, lots of gathering and lots of circles, yeah. uh, sweats, you know, very intense sweats. We had men's circles, women's circles. Mm. And then we had big drum circles, big, big dances, middle yeah. of the day. Yeah. Wild, sort of wild woman, wild man, nude. Yeah. Free. Yeah. Free. As you are. And in those days, of course, there was no, there was, you were there and there was no, you know what I mean? You were locked away from the from the world. There was no way in. Yeah. Yeah, there was no cell phone, there was no nothing. Mm. So that had to, so that also brought a certain amount of innocence. Mm, yeah. I mean, in a way, it's still like this, still now, the rainbows are happening in sure, a place yeah, where there is no... No reception. No reception, no technology yeah, whatsoever. No, no time, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's right. So that's yeah, yeah. You guys, uh, you know, have taken that on board and went. Of mm. course, hey, you gotta have times where the more the better, where mm. that, where that's not uh, being part of it at all. Mm. Yeah. So you know, it was a um, it was an experiment in many ways. Mm. You know, so it was experimenting. You know, it wasn't so much okay. Well, this is what we're aiming for. You yeah, know, it was, yeah. there was a, just a lot of self exploration. There was a certain amount of drugs, but but not major, and mm-hmm. it was, that was more almost like you know I took acid. That was I think the only thing I ever took. I didn't, you know it wasn't like continuous people being stoned and all the rest. You know you don't want to go on and do rebirthing when you're stoned or yeah. on, you know I mean a lot of that. You don't want to do sweat lodges like that. So of course those things. What we found out of course those things, they are the they are the powerful drugs. And mm. the sweat lodge is the drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the positive drug. Yeah, the rebirthing is a positive drug, mm. rather than thinking that the drugs are gonna make you feel or make you yeah. become this or that. It's the actually it's the practice. You do the mm. work. You do yeah. the work. I like mm. that. Yeah. So it was a, it was a combined uh, journeying. Yeah. You know, uh, some we knew, some we didn't, some we just stumbled upon, some just, you know, we just created mm. magically because we were all, you know, of similar minds and, mm-hmm. you know, and had, uh, had an intention of just being open to what would present itself. 
So what would you at that point consider to be the core of uh, Rainbow? First in the stuff that you were mentioning, the circling, the journey, maybe something more, but also about the values that you were holding. It, was there any consensus of what you were promoting? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, there was, again, it was difficult to do anything too much written again because, you know, I mean, it, yeah, was, yeah. All, it was a different world then. So a lot of it was by words, you know, there was mm. us coming together and speaking to, you know, what we believed in, what we saw around us, you know. And so what that became, there was there was an, an intention. The intention was we want to live together. So there was this vision that there was going to be 1,500 people together mm. with all professions and, and everything together. Yeah. And we were going to find the right piece of land and we were going to live as a you know, as a living community. Uh -huh. So this was oh, like a nice. step up towards that. So kind of the idea was to start with this, with the uh, rainbow, and then create a whole community out of it. Yeah. At the beginning. Mm. That sounds cool. You know, which sounded all fantastic, but as I came to find out over the many years and the many different circles I became part of, you know, that there is often so much healing is needed within that group that sometimes the, the, the wounding is too big for a healthy community mm. to really mm. blossom Before, out of that. Yeah. Yeah. It was too early in the piece, there was still way too much work to be done. To just think you can just put 1500 people together and it's all going to be worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean there's been a lot of communities here in New Zealand and most of them are not together anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, So it's quite a challenge to have a healthy working community which has long liberty. Yeah. I guess it's like all relationships, it requires so much work. Mm. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, coming together, therefore, you know, it's a lot easier. You know, you come together for 10 days, 14 days, uh, you know, you. But, you know, I've always found that there is a, um, there's a sort of a, a life to the, to the gathering and mm -hmm. quite often sort of, after there's been some sweats, there's been some sharing, there's been some deep work, then there's quite a sort of a, a you know, it's almost like you're collectively going down. Mm. There's more where there's more conflict coming up, right. conflict between par partners, conflict between people. Yeah, that's also where you start to trust each other more mm -hmm. and therefore you're allowing yourself to be seen more. Mm. And that's to me almost that, you know, that's part of that five step path you know where you know you have to go through the chaos to be able mm. to come you know to a place of you know a collective uh, wisdom collective uh, you know sharing of not necessarily spoken you know, a lot of it can be unspoken mm -hmm. just the sharing of, of spirit mm. of energy so some of the, p the things we did was yoga of course tai chi so all of those things were also good introductions. Some of that stuff is, you know, uh, you know, like the Tai Chi introduced me, and here I'm the living proof. I've been doing it 37 years now. Nice. From the rainbow. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I did my first sweat there. I've been part of sweats now for 40 years, and I've been leading sweats. I've yeah. done rites of passage, father mm. and son, mm. and so I've been leading those young guys, 13, 14, 15 to help them for three hours in extreme heat, dark, every challenge imaginable. So that's where it all started for me there in no man's land at oh. the um, at the rainbow. You know, so that was uh, very um, much uh, instrumental where my life moved to. Very rebirthing. Yeah. But I can <laughs> agree with that because my experience was kind of the same, it's like discovering a completely new world of what is possible and what mm. actually there is, it's just, I could have never imagined that. Mm. You know, so, and, and it gives hope, you know, to be with mm. people yes. who, yeah, have, it uh, who also have an open mind and, and can see beyond and past, you know, the, all the traps which are set up in, in, in our world today. And, and, you know, and have people to dream together with. We, we mm. have to keep dreaming and believing yeah <laughs> dreaming and believing yeah uh, you know and and um, trusting that there there's a wisdom within us which is going to be able to work it all out whatever that needs to be mm. you know we are immensely powerful 
and I find through some of the work you know we've been doing I mean it's, some people call it uh, hippies but to me it's more of being alternative you know because hippie has a certain uh, certain sort of yeah. um, connotation you know that you're stoned all the time you you got wrecks for clothes and you, you know you haven't got a fixed boat and whatever all of that mm. sort of stuff uh, to, but to me it's me it's being more being a conscious alternative mm. Yeah, I like that thing because I agree. It's a lot of times people just name hippie whatever, like everything is hippie, but without understanding it's a little bit more alternative, and it just doesn't describe mm. what is actually going on. Yeah. And in addition of what you're saying, it's also the nature element, because you are out in nature, you are building your own shed, you are creating everything from that's right, just yeah, from what yeah. yeah, there. I mean, you bring some things, but. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, you have to know <coughs> everything. Mm. Yeah, and that's good. And it's good because nowadays, you know, too many young people—it's all too easy. Yeah. It's all available, yeah. you know, and it's and they don't have an understanding what it's taken for that yeah. to actually be there for them to to be able to un un enjoy and mm. you know, it's it's going back to basics really. Yeah, exactly. For me, it was actually in the other direction. I was shocked how easy it is. Minus the food, because the food we didn't grow ourselves, it. Yeah. we yeah. brought it, but minus the food, how easy it is to actually do everything from scratch and survive. It's like we were taught we need so much, we were raised we need so much and everything, and then you see, you don't need so much, you just need water, a little bit of food, you can make fire and cook on the fire, you can poo and pee back into the nature as it's like to fertilize the Earth, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's that, easy. That's going out from the fact that yeah, all people are like you. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. what might be easy to you is not easy to some others. Yeah, no, it's, it's just the, yeah. definitely. Yeah. To my raising, this was like a big wow. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. Much easier than I thought, you know. Well, that's right. Yeah, because because it's enjoyable, so <laughs> it, it comes easy. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you're, you're on the same wavelength and you're. Seeing things with an open mind, you know, and you're, and you're being kind to each other, and all of those sort of virtues which are admirable and sadly lacking in today's world, mm. you know, because we're now more into. I mean, I don't know, I've never had a cell phone, but you know, I'm gathering people, you know, it's amazing how much people are giving to each other, and as far as using that sort of medium in the wrong way, you know, mm -hmm. being bullying and telling each other this whatever and all the rest of it you know so it's it's moving away from all of that or becoming aware you know that there's so much um, we can gain by being yeah. humane yeah. to each other it feels to me now even more important than I would imagine this to be at the beginnings you know in the 80s there was only so much technology and so much distraction now just every year is more busy more bustling buzzy everything is blinking mm. and flashing and uh, <laughs> distracting from the humanity the connection i know yeah we yeah, definitely yeah. need more yeah well it'd be interesting to see what you guys are going to find in europe you know when you go yeah. on to the yeah, yeah, i'm sure, sure you want to go to the european uh, rainbow now yeah, yeah sure. where where is it going to be where was it this year well, it's right now happening, actually, in Bulgaria. The right the now? I think it's it starts today. It's on no the way. On the empty, on the new it starts moon. tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. In, in Bulgaria. Yeah. Well, the last time I came through Bulgaria, that would have been the last thing I would have thought <laughs> 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 would take place there. And one, one is the happening in Georgia, I think, so even... Yeah, yeah. And I ones. think one will be in Croatia now, in August wow. as well. Yeah. But uh, there's, yeah, but uh, I think there's a traveling rainbow, isn't there, which basically uh, is the yeah. European <laughs> rainbow. And that's yeah. been in many places, the Pyrenees uh, and France right. and Norway yeah. and Sweden. And uh, Sweden that'd, be, you know, that'd be quite, you know, yeah. if I would be in Europe, I'm, I might be tempted to yeah. <laughs> possibly follow that for a bit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so here, that has dried up to some degree, I find, mm -hmm. a little bit, like you guys went to the rainbow, but we, we used to do quite large, you know, rainbow type events, yeah, you know, yeah. and they uh, they haven't been happening, well, they're happening, but they're more, there's more sort of electronic music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Uh, so it's, it's more, electricity. It's, it's, it's more uh, uh, money involved. Yeah, it's very commercial in a lot of aspects. 
So that we were never that attracted to that that part. Yeah. Yeah, because here these are festivals that are rainbow type festivals, but they're not rainbows. They're That's still, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the ones we did here at the middle of the North Island in Hofangel, they were like 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 rainbow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just how you call it, basically. <laughs> well, that's right. Yeah. But if money is involved, I mean, is it still a rainbow if money is involved? Yeah. Um, well, there was money. Uh, we paid, I think, something for 10 days. It was something like $320. Uh -huh. That was all the food. Well, for everybody? Uh, or yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good, I would say. Uh, all together, yeah. 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 You know, so that's tr if you pay 320 bucks for, you know, for a whole... Yeah. And then your kids get looked after by professional people, yeah. so you can be part of workshops and blah blah. blah. You know, so that, uh, I think that's taking it a little step further, but it makes sense. Yeah. So, but you all still cook together. You still had to make all the foods, you know. So there was teams where you got to cook. Yeah. And uh, you know, so still had all of those aspects, but it just took the whole money out of it. There was yeah. no no money was exchanging hands for ten days. You didn't yeah. see any money, which is great. Yeah, I really enjoyed. One of the best things for me is the idea that everybody do what they want to, and still everything is kind of done. So in a way, if you find a job that has to be done and you want to do it, you do it, or you tell someone that it has to be done and somebody goes. And I would have never imagined that this works, but it actually did work, and it's impressive to see that, wow, we can actually live in a way that we are doing just what we want and everything is still done, because as community, we all have different preferences at the end. Yeah. That's one of the ideas we got, is no leadership. Nobody's organizing, like, people were saying, oh, thank you for putting this up, but thank yourself for coming. It's nobody's That's right, fault yeah, that yeah. this happened, yeah, yeah, you know? It's, true, it's just true. everybody's contribution. Mm. Was this yeah, yeah. like that from the beginning? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, keeping a sort of no a, a equality rather than... A I yeah. mean, uh, there are some people who have to put in more energy than of others, course, yeah. you know, because otherwise it won't happen. But it just depends on how far you want to claim mm. it yeah. as being something you have more, more therefore more to say. Mm. You know, does, does that give you more rights? Mm. Well. That's things you just got to discuss, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, actually, I'm really curious about this. About this, did you have someone who was kind of leading everything, or did you no, at no. the beginning have there talking was a, circles just to agree? Whole, yeah, there was just a whole together. combined. Nice. Yeah. People just took naturally. You know, so, somebody would be introducing the the rebirthing, and obviously they had done mm. this yeah. before. Yeah, so that was them. So they would take that on. Uh, mm. You know, and other people, uh, you know, had tippies, and therefore they brought mm. that and taught other people how to put it up. You know, so, so there were obviously people who yeah. brought, you know, yeah, yeah. their knowledge yeah. in certain areas. But th like I said earlier, it wasn't they didn't necessarily have the whole picture. It was just they just brought a, mm -hmm. one of the main mm -hmm. elements. But still, there's uh, there's this biggest element of rainbow is the talking circles, the talking stick, because this is the democratic way of deciding everything and anything. That's right. So, I was this naturally how you came up with it, or was it? Um, Something okay. This is the only thing that we really agree on that we have to talk. Uh, like. I, I think those things came might have come from America, uh -huh. you know, because uh -huh. that was that very much in those days. That was where a lot of that stuff came from. Yeah, also the whole men's movement. You know, oh really? Uh -huh. And and so there was a guy called Robert Bly, and he uh, he was big on um, he, um, he he was big in the men's movement. You know, he was a poet of Norwegian uh, origins <coughs> and so so those those people naturally found their way to the rainbow because the, mm. there was quite a few areas which were overlapping mm. so that's very much part of the men's movement you know as a, as a talking circle with a talking stick yeah. I mean it's ancient but still sure like yeah yeah but you know well re, re you know we've yeah. we've found a new yeah. way for it really uh, it was lost for a little while among mm. the most amongst most part people. Mm. So and it still is. Yeah. Um, but of course, I, I've found over the years, having been part of many men's groups and being part of men's leadership and part of uh, you know, uh, I was um, I was the leader of the of of six rites of passage programs. You know, where we had up to 100 people on the mm. land. 
Yeah. And so beautiful. So, you know, we, we would have, uh, you know, on one of the earlier nights, we would um, basically uh, call out numbers, you know, we'd all stand in a line and then we'd call out one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, and so that'd be immense groups. Uh, mm. Everyone with the one was in the same That's group. Great. Yeah. So all sorts of ways and forms of bringing together people in different circles. So you keep mixing the circles. And uh -huh. Like you're saying earlier, if you have too many circles, the same people, then that can grow into, uh, you know, thinking that you are leading or that you have all the answers. Or so you want to keep mixing it up. Uh -huh. Yeah, finding new people to share share circles with. But uh, I've also found that over time that, you know, the decision making goes so far, but only so far, you know, you can, you can talk and you can talk and you can talk. Yeah, time probably gets a bit stuck. And then it comes like, okay, well, the energy now is not flowing anymore. Uh -huh. yeah. What do you do? The energy is not flowing Yeah, what anymore. do you do then? Yeah, I'm really curious as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, you need to break it up, you know, okay. so this might be, hey, let's all, uh, let's all stand up and let's shake it all out, mm. you know, and, to the pause, you know yeah. let's do some deep breaths together yeah. and let's, you know, let's put our voices out there and hey, let's sing a song, hey, let's uh, go and have a cup of tea, come back in 20 minutes, yeah. you know, it's a whole array, hey, and then when you start again, you reset the intention or you oh, yeah, maybe, right. uh, maybe voice what wasn't necessarily working or hey did you guys get it as well I sort of felt that the energy was uh -huh. sort of getting a bit flat in the end you guys you know I mean checking in uh -huh. with people getting the ball rolling hey I'm not gonna be the only one with all the answers we've got to all put it put in you know make it a rich soup yeah. but we've got to sometimes shake it up you know and if we're thinking we can solve the world by endlessly talking around a talking stick it ain't gonna work either uh -huh. Yeah, we can only do so much with their talking stick and then there comes a point where people need to stand up and say okay well i'll stand for this or i'll anchor this what are you you know what i mean and then we're all uh, it's about uh, owning and claiming a space mm. and you know for the right reasons yeah. and you know in a in a morally you know acceptable way rather than the bankrupt way that a lot of that happens nowadays so it's finding new ways of interacting yeah, yeah. new ways of sharing power so you know I learned a lot through the through the rainbow you know that's so that's how I came to be so instrumental on those rites of passage uh -huh. workshops you know because yeah, yeah. that was in a way that was the translation of rainbow into rites of passage mm. yeah we did the sweat lodges the talking circles the tippies yeah, the, yeah. the fires the string burning father and son string over the fire in the middle of the tepee with the whole male community, 100 men there, boy and, uh, you know, the boy saying, hey dad, you know, this and this, I really enjoyed when you did this and this and this with me, but hey, you know, what I didn't enjoy when you did this and this and this, you know, so being real in front of the male community, mm. you know, f having a father and son, you know, standing eye to eye and, uh, you know, speaking their truth. So that all was, you know, seeded by the by a rainbow. Uh, powerful sense. Yeah. About the technical stuff, I know you always talk about tipis and uh, sweat lodges. And we, for example, we didn't experience this on the rainbow. But for you, what would you say you really need to make the rainbow experience as pure and as deep as it goes? So obviously, sweat lodges, tipis, fire. Yeah. Just to like still held very high. That's the basic kettle. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, I early morning meditation, uh -huh. mm. uh, yoga, yeah, just uh, a discipline to start the day with. Lots of song. Yeah, lots of song, yeah, yeah. singing, dancing. Um, you know, intentional uh, silence. Shared meals and more shared meals. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, the male and the female groups separating and then coming together again. Uh -huh. And and with that, uh, seeing if the container is strong enough, allowing uh, challenge. You know, being as real as possible, male versus yeah. female, speaking speaking things out, challenging things. 
you know, but knowing that there are people around who can keep it safe, mm. who can hold it, facilitate it, you know, in the, in the lightest possible way, so that it doesn't feel staged or yeah. programmed. Sorry. So, you know, you need a few people who've got certain qualities like that to help, mm. to help set up some of those structures and some of those gatherings and groups in such a way so that you know your you know your your intention is actually going to be met by the reality of making and making it happen. Mm -hmm. You know and you've got a container which is strong and you've got an overseer who has an understanding of you know how uh, how certain things don't work and maybe finds a way of steering away from that rather than and sometimes it needs to be spoken to. You know, coming together, uh, you know, having having uh, ways of celebrating, really celebrating. Mm. So that can be through music, dance. Mm. What about the fire? It's always in the center. That's the most physical centering point, the anchor of rainbow. Uh, was it from the first one that the fire is sacred? It's um, especially now it's been introduced as a place where only offerings go to, and like even the stuff you burn is still pure. You know, it's That's possible. Right. Nothing, yeah, yeah. nothing goes there. Um, it keeps on burning for <coughs> the whole duration. Yeah. I think that came uh, on quite early, yeah. and it's a real intention of okay, you don't throw any rubbish in the fire. Yes. Mm. Yeah, you don't put all your clothes around the fire, mm. or you know, yeah, it is, it's, it's, um, it's a pure spirit and we've got to look after it mm. and, and honour it for what it is. So yeah, it's a very elementary, mm. you know, and that to me that was a real awakening to find that within Rainbow, you know, it's the whole um, direct and indirect uh, association with all the elements. Mm -hmm. you know, because, uh, that's sort of gone missing in, in modern society. Yeah. A lot of kids, they don't know what an open, they've never seen an open fire. Mm. They've never been around one. Yeah. So sad, yeah. I mean, so, you know, there's, you know, so that whole, uh, um, and that's what you were saying earlier, you know, going back to the land and, you know, how simple it is and how it just seems to naturally take place. Well, it's, if we place ourselves in nature, and we allow to be part of the daily rhythm, then things are going to just easily take place and make sense because you know that will just be. A, yeah. uh, it's interesting. I got a book actually. Um, I'm going to show you later. It's by a Dutch woman, and she met this Kiwi guy in India, and she uh, has been living in the New Zealand bush for seven years. Mm. Yeah, that's that's uh, you know seven years solid, you know, living in a tent, doing the washing, doing everything, mm. just, yeah. you know, living in the bush. So, you know, that's taking it, uh, you know, a few steps further. But I think for most of us, just, you know, being part of nature and being with the elements, being under the stars, you know, away, fr away from the electronics. Mm. You know, magic, mm. can, magic can happen, really, and does happen. One of the things that really shocked me was when I went there, I expected that I would be bored and oh, I have heaps of time to do that and to do that, to work on myself, to crochet, to blah blah blah. And actually, once being there in this place of no time, I was so busy all the time, you know, not but busy in the most relaxed, chill way possible, like connecting with people, connecting with nature. But always something was happening, always something was flowing. So the days were always completely full which is something I would have never imagined, actually. Like, I really thought we were going to have so much time to do nothing. <laughs> yeah, well, that's part of that, uh, you know, magic time. It's like timeless. It's timeless, that's exactly, nothing. exactly. Yeah. And that's uh, a rare commodity in today's world, because mm. yep. everything is so time-focused. Yep. It was the first time I experienced no time. Yeah, me too. No idea what time I did anything how long it lasted. No idea. Nothing of that sort. It's great. <laughs> yeah, requires also to lose the control, the need for control. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, so like you're saying, you're going back home, so it's uh, the important part is, is, to sh is to spread rainbow in whichever way you can. 
yeah. and and to, and to keep being part of it, you know, so that it becomes really part of you. Mm. You mm. know, that you need to go to cycles of it, you know, to yeah. find yeah. yourself and find rainbow and find, you know, what it is you can offer and what it is that mm. you want to see more of or less of or. You know, then have the whole intergenerational. You know, that's the, that's the other uh, beautiful part about mm -hmm. Rainbow. You know, it's yeah. the um, the the different um, ages which are represented, mm -hmm. and um, and I think this is um, part of what's missing in our Western society is that there's a real disconnect between the generations, mm -hmm. and um, through that we've lost, you know, a lot of wisdom. Yep. That is yep. true. Yep. Uh, and at the same time, a lot of wisdom is lost because we have a lot of people who are older, but we don't have many elders. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we have a lot of people who are older, but they haven't lived a life where they've gathered an awful lot of wisdom. Because they've basically just been watching other people living yeah. on their yeah. television or whatever they have been doing. So we have less people who have knowledge beyond you know, most. So, you know, this is something which is beautiful in Rainbow is that you have the different generations and you're working together and you're, yep. you know, you're standing on each other's shoulders and you're, you know, um, you know, it makes sense because, you know, young children do, often they do better with with grandparents than with parents because that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. So if you can be uh, together in a festival where all three are together, everyone is better off. Mm. I like that point. I never thought of that, but that's the natural way of being. Like <laughs> All the generations together. Yeah. And of course, we've, we've moved away from it to mm. some degree, and we had to move away from it because patriarchy, yeah, the, sort of the, the, uh, the old uh, male world had to be changed. And in many ways, the only change was the way we did it. But I feel now we're almost being forced to come together again, and yeah. that's more because of climate change, the you know, um, the the price of housing, yeah. the price of food. You know, it yeah. makes more sense. You know, like my our daughter lives with us now. I also find that for raising children, like it's so much better if the whole family is together. You have grandmas, grandpas to look after the children, and it's so much easier for everyone at the end. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, the child needs to be family members, preferably. Mm. When we had our children, uh, you know, the, all of that was, uh, you know, came also in part through Rainbow, right? Because the parents we had were of such a different generation. Mm. A lot of it, how, how they brought us up, we didn't want to repeat. Mm. Yeah. So then it's where we're, how we're going to find out how we're going to do that. So Rainbow, you, you know, you saw how people were with parenting mm -hmm. and you saw, you know, because there was quite a bit of freedom of to express yourself, people weren't guarded to the point where they wouldn't show you much of how they interacted with children. Mm -hmm. People are more open, which is, can sometimes be difficult because, you know, there is Rainbow is a, a wonderful thing, but it doesn't mean to say that there are no dysfunctional people there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you bring everything with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and we all have a certain amount of dysfunction in us, you mm. know, mm. In, in different levels. So the, the more, the deeper you go with Rainbow, the, we t spoke about that before, you know, that we, th there comes a point of chaos of some sort. And that's uh, an important part to work through. Mm -hmm. And to accept that that's part of the journey, rather than thinking that something has gone wrong. And that's a great point. I feel like a lot of moments there were people freaking out, uh, just like something is not working. But uh, yeah, this makes so much sense to embrace the chaos, dysfunction, because you have to go through it otherwise. Otherwise, you can't. It's, so it's, a, it's a rebuild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and that's very much you know rainbow. It's very much that's the sweat lodge is such a central part of of the rainbow, and you said at yours there was no no, no, we no. Didn't have uh, you know because the sweat lodge you know by the American Indians that's a rebirth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah? The the lodge is the is the womb. I mean, we did the sweat lodge, but not on the rainbow. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So you know, it's um, it's, and yeah. uh, and of course it's um, you know it's very elementary. You know, sitting mm. on the on the dirt. Yeah, yeah. You know, the water, the fire, to you connect know, the feathers. Yeah. 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 Yes. And so, uh, so that to me is one of the the central parts which pulls all of us together. You know, because we're taking our clothes off. Yeah, so we're not recognized by our car, our house, our clothes. You know, we're all just in our pure state. Yeah, yeah. We're in the dark, so you can't see each other. So that takes a certain amount of judgment away. Yeah. So that, you know, so I feel, uh, you know, uh, Rainbow has been borrowing aspects of different cultures. And this is, mm, of course, the American and Indian culture. And saying, you know, so and this is what I did, you know, with those uh, rites of passage, uh -huh. is saying, okay, well, we're bringing some of those elements in. and. And because I had learned this through Rainbow, and I had gone on with it, I had the experience to be able to be in a position of leading those. Mm. Because that takes people who have experience. You know, you don't want to do a lodge with someone who has got very little experience because it, you know, it's uh, it's powerful and it can be quite dangerous if it's not done in the right mm -hmm. way. So you know, it's it's creating those moments of of real deep intimacy and ritual you know we're uh, we're it's almost like you know we're all leaving the past behind and we're just mm. really being dragged into the present yeah yeah also the heat makes you like get you out of your head because you can't think it's too hot that's right yeah yeah <laughs> you're just there you're that's right, and, everything. and so there's lo and lots of this you know you do tai chi and yes, that takes yes. you out and you yeah. do your rebirthing and and you're drumming and you're dancing. It's mm. all about getting out of the head yeah, and into the body yeah. and into the heart. And into the now. Yeah, and so it's less about what you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, away from the intellect and being right. Mm. You know, and so, and that's also good for the whole male psyche, you know, because with males it's often more, um, you know, competitive. Mm. And you know, within Rainbow, it's good to come together as males and to be, you know, as authentic and real as we can be with each other. Mm -hmm. And and that and that also takes work. You know, that's Definitely, why you need to have yeah. your male circles. Yeah. You, know, you have your you have your woman circles, yeah. and that's the good thing. You know, you separate. Mm. Yeah, because uh, you know what I found very early on in men's work and women's work when I did weekends together, we did mixed weekends. Mm -hmm. Women were so much faster with expressing their emotions, understanding where they were at. Yeah, yeah. You know, by the time all the women had all worked it out, I was just getting a, I was just starting, starting to have a glimpse of what it was all happening, but it was already all over. Yeah. So we guys went, hey, we got to work together because yeah. the women, <laughs> we can't yeah. work with women together but because they are much better at all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. because they've been, they've been talking, sharing, caring with each other for eons. I feel like just being in my house, I have around me so many women's circles happening every day, you know. Emma's friends come over and yeah. there it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just That's so natural, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, so we males, we need to separate yes. and, and find our own way and our mm -hmm. own time mm -hmm. to be able to do that. And that's why it's been so important as males to, mm. and women shouldn't see it as something of a threat, but they should see, welcome it as a support because mm. it will support the relationship. Well, definitely, yeah. Mm. It's an inner growth process. Yeah, mm. and and it's not bitching about the other <laughs> sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not bitching about the other sex. It's about talking about yourself. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah pointing fingers backwards to That's yourself. right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The classic one you put your put, you know, you point your finger, there's three pointing back. Mm. So, well, you know, there's there's a lot to be thankful for for the rainbow. So I feel ultimately blessed that I, I told you last time how I was introduced coming from India and having a chance meeting on Lake Zurich, yeah. meeting two guys who introduced me to two other people who introduced me to Rainbow <laughs> and this all happened within two hours of arriving after a world yeah. trip of years and years very serendipitous just coming yeah. from from New Delhi to Zurich yeah. looking like a 
Indian hippie. <laughs> Life living you. <laughs> With the long hair and the long beard. Nice. And uh, so the only thing missing was the rainbow, and I found it. Yeah. Amazing. The rainbow found you. Yeah. In uh, kind of conclusion, I would really like to know what's your relationship to, if you think back to the first, either the inaugural rainbow or the first one where it was about, what, 200 people, you said? Yeah. And uh, what was your vision then? And how you feel about it now, it, where it has grown into what we're talking about, you know. It's all over the world, it's yearly, it's every daily, it's happening. It, it is a movement, let's yeah, be yeah. honest. So, how do you feel that uh, you were part of this and also how it is now? How do you relate to it? Yeah, how your baby grew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, it, it, it makes sense, you know, because to me it's been like... Um, when when I got there and, and and everything took place and took shape, it all made perfect sense yeah. to me. It was like I had to come home. It is that feeling, yeah. And so it's um, still the first thing you see when you come to Rainbow. <laughs> it's welcome home, and everybody greets you, welcome home, That's and you right. feel home, and, and it's amazing. Like yeah. So you know, so for me, it wasn't uh, coming to see aspects of myself which were never there or never highlighted or seen by others in the, in the, in the life I lived before that. So I was touched by people, um, their openness, their honesty, their love, mm -hmm. their attention for detail. You know, they're, they're being able to see um, without criticism. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, so that was something I think we uh, shared jointly out of that whole experience was that sense of um, authentic gathering. Amazing. It is still continuing to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, through and you know, that's born through chaos. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, I see that now, uh, you know, reflected in. All the young people on the island here, and how they gather, and how they share, and how they, you know, also at Almond Deeps, you know, uh, you know how, they, how our meals are shared, and how there's silence, and there is chant, and there is you know, uh, many um, spiritually uplifting, mm -hmm. you know, soul enriching, and, and especially uh, hope-giving gatherings, you know, where see that young, younger people still have similar attraction to and feel the need for gathering in such a way. Thank you so much Richard for sharing all your experience with us. That's alright. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was really beautiful. <laughs>